Hello, I'm Johnny Tacos. Welcome to another ep episode of Origin Stories. I'm here with George Anthony, and his soulful music has brought a lot of inspiration to millions of fans all over the world. So if you would, uh, join with me, and here we go. Origin. Origin. You ever wonder why a guy would promote a woman's clothing called Confidence Shop? Because Devonair Gentleman isn't here yet. But if you're a lady, and I know you're a lady, and you want to look like a million dollars, please come and see the nice ladies at Confidence Shop. Tell them Johnny sent you, and Trudy will find that right look to make anybody's head turn around. They are located in Waxahachie, but they have a Facebook page called Confidence Shop. Thanks, Confidence Shop, for giving my wife a reason to make her closet overflow with great clothes. All right. How you doing, buddy? It's good seeing you. I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm taking it one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about this for months, man. I'm glad I got finally an opportunity to sit down and talk with you, man. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Every time I heard that, that song that we put on uh, the New Year's Eve, you know, I've been getting a lot of people say, hey, you know, is that a 90s soul band right there? And I was like, I don't know. Right. Could it be? Well, we're about to find out today, you know. Right. Um, so tell me a little little something about your childhood. Uh, you, you grew up in uh, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. the gumbo capital of the world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Only place to get some good gumbo. But um, yeah, I'm from, like I said, I'm from Louisiana. Uh, I grew up very strict in the church. You know, my, my mom was um, an evangelist. My dad was a preacher. Um, pretty much all my uncles were preachers, pastors, and the ones that were not should have probably been a pastor. <laughs> uh, they probably was running a little bit, but, um, you know, the typical church family, you know, um, go to church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> so that was pretty much my life growing up. And double on Sunday. You get that oh, double yes. dose, double. you know. And double dose on Sundays. <laughs> so being a, a, a preacher's son, you know, you know what they say, you know, about preacher's kids. They, they're they like baby right. kids, you know. Right. <laughs> were, you, were you a hellion? Well, no, I wasn't the bad kid. I actually was the good kid. Um, and I, I think my brother's okay because he's testified about it. My brother, which is a pastor now, uh -huh. <laughs> he actually was one of the bad ones. <laughs> he did his little, he, he did his little, I, I, I compare us to the prodigal son story. He was the one who went out and came back and I was the one that stayed at home. <laughs> you're like, you're like, why did you give him the fatted calf? Right. I, work here, exactly. I, I work here tirelessly. Come on, exactly. dad. Give him some of that. Exactly. He likes the pig slop. <laughs> right. Have a little more. Work him up. Work him up. Right. Right. <laughs> so you, you grew up in a very religious um, household. Um, yes, sir. So is that, um, 
is that where you got your your talent to sing was that um did, were you in any of the choirs uh growing up yeah so um my mom it's so it's kind of weird because my mom was a my mom was a singer and my dad played the guitar now the thing about it is um neither one of them really taught me anything about music uh per se they didn't just sit me down and say hey sing this um that's just been a passion of mine since I can remember. I can remember since as early as three or four, you know, singing. And I'm sure, of course, it passed down, you know, with the genes of my family, you know, they're being so talented. But um, that was just always a passion. I would sing all day and just practice and practice and practice. Um, when I became, when I was about 13, that's when I really started, like, honing in on my choir skills, like actually teaching parts for the choirs and stuff like that. You know, you know, everybody's talking about generational sins. You know, I bet you got you got a generational blessing. That's what it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I believe that. I believe that because, like I said, my mom or dad didn't really sit me down and teach me music, but I'm sure, of course, it was generational because my mom has a beautiful voice. I mean, she really can sing to this day. Beautiful voice. I'm gonna have to hear that one day. I'm gonna, you're gonna have to send me a a, a recording or something. You know, I'm trying, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm trying to get her. She does not like to sing as much these days. And I'm trying to get her to record something that we can pass down to the grandkids and, you know, everybody to have that because she really does have a beautiful voice. Yeah, because, you know, you have a, a voice, a gift from God. You know, you, you want to be able to share it from generation to generation. Amen. So, Amen. I believe that. So um, if they if they didn't... Um, help you out you know or teach you about music you must have had some influences you know they it could be secular it could be christian uh who were your your main musical influences i would say um so because we grew up in a strict home um we were really only allowed to listen to church music so um most of the gospel artists you know um john p key uh who else? Hezekiah Walker, Timothy Wright. Back in the day, I was a little kid back then, so it was you know the, all the all the major choirs and stuff. Um, really didn't have a lot of secular influences at that time um, because I didn't really get into secular music until I became an adult. I mean, of course, I've heard you know the most popular stuff that would be on TV, but yeah, because we couldn't really listen to it too often. You know, my, most of my music was um, Christian music, gospel music, so I would say like. Kirk Franklin and all these different people was my influences. Yeah, the the, the old school before the contemporary uh, music came out, the the old school <laughs> hymns and yeah, right. I, I, I'm I I think we're about the same age. You know, when I went to yeah. church as a young kid, that that was all it was was uh, a lot of gospel, a lot of a lot of hymns. You know, it wasn't right. it wasn't a lot of uh, guitar and drums and all the theatrics that we have nowadays, it, it was just straight right. up singing and maybe mm -hmm. there's a guitar somewhere, but it was usually hidden by everybody's voice. It was very slow. Right. So, uh, right. so you, um, you got into, uh, singing for the, the choir. Uh, you did it for your, your church. Um, so believe it or not, I at, at the age of 13, um, well, I sung in some choirs younger than that, but at the age of 13, I actually became the choir director. 
So um, my mom was the choir director at the time, and um, I would beg her to teach the songs because, I, like I said, I would listen to the songs all day. So I knew the parts. I practiced them. You know, and sometimes, you know, she might teach a part wrong. And I'm like, Mama, that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I kept begging. Yeah, I kept begging her to to teach a song. And she finally let me teach a song to the choir. And after that, she handed the reins over to me. And she would just sit there to make sure I was, you know, I stayed in line, of course, because I was still so young. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the the pupil surpasses the teacher. So that's a big honor, too, being at that young age. Uh, and right, having right. that, having all that uh, responsibility, that's a huge right. honor, especially in the church. Most definitely, most so, definitely. So when, um, so in your teenage years, um, how did that go go about? Was it was there a rebellion stage at that time? Because we're we're all we were all kids at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, um. Honestly, I really didn't have a a major rebellion stage. Um, I'm grateful. Like they said, sometimes the greatest testimony is not having a testimony at all. For me, um, I think my issue was more so trying to live up to the expectation. Because like I said, being a choir director that young, sometimes, like you said, it's a lot of responsibility. So what happened is for me, it was more of, of an emotional battle, more of a mental battle in terms of, you know, trying to always be perfect, you know, and as you get, and as you get older, you realize nobody's perfect. And, you know, and so that's the, some of the more things that I would have battled with. I wasn't the type, you know, and I'm not trying to sound, you know, cliche, like I'm perfect, but I wasn't the type to like really drink or smoke or go out there and do stuff like that. You know, I had my, my, my struggles, of course, but, um, for the most part, my issue was, you know, um, trying to live up to that perfect, you know, setup, that perfect, you know, look, making sure everything's always perfect, sound perfect, look perfect, you know, because that's what I thought we were supposed to do as Christians, you know. So you, you were, had to, you're a perfectionist. Yes, very much so. An overachiever. Yes, there that no, was me. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I was actually the good person. I was actually the good child in in my family, mm-hmm. and how the reason why I watched um, I watched all my siblings and how they acted. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I, I'd rather stay exactly. focused. You know, you stay focused, and um, you know, become the uh, the the best child. The best child always gets gets the biggest steak and at dinner. <laughs> So, right, right. right. <laughs> so, oh, definitely. Um, so during high school, um, you where were you? Uh, you were in Louisiana in, in high school. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, Louisiana. I was in South Louisiana. I went to um, Saint Helena Central High School. It's in a little small town called Greensburg, Louisiana. <laughs> I don't. I, where where is, is that? That's south. Um, is over there. You said by Hammond. So if you go to like Amit, the little town that I'm from is called Amit, which is about 15, 20 minutes from Hammond. And then if you go a little bit further, another about 15, another 15 minutes is Greensburg. Okay. Uh, on the opposite side. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Now, now I see it. I'm, I'm painting the picture, the mental picture here. Gotcha. So, so when you, uh, when you were in high school, did you take up any, um, any band, um, any band classes? 
Yeah, I was in the band for about two years. Um, I played the um, I played the alto saxophone. So I was in there from ninth, my ninth and tenth grade. So, and so I was in the band. Yeah, so and I was in the band at that time. So, <laughs> so you were you're uh-huh. all about the smoothness, you know? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And even before that, as early as fifth grade, I played the violin. So okay. I guess. I guess you can say that, yeah. Yeah, because uh, you can make somebody cry with a violin as well oh, as a sax, too. So uh, when I was in high school, I played the tuba. And, oh, okay. And I forgot, uh, I'll tell you a funny story. It's off the topic. I was um, playing uh, I was playing at a Christmas concert. It was mm-hmm. middle school, uh, sixth, sixth grade. I forgot how to play the tuba. I, I froze up, and what I did, uh, I hummed the song through the tuba. So, so I'm over here. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, that was the end of my musical career there. <laughs> so, so you, uh, so back to you, you, so you were, uh, you did the sax through high school. Yes, you sir. You played the violin as a kid. What other instruments can you play? Um, that'll, that'll be about it for me. I, I tried to do the piano and, and that's one of my biggest regrets is, uh, not completing that. I tried to do lessons um, when I was younger, but I just didn't like it as much. Um, and so, um, that was about it for me. I've just mostly um, focused on my singing. Well, most worship, most worship leaders love to tickle the ivories a little bit. So, you, mm-hmm. so you, uh, you made a different mode of, of a worship leader. Right. Said, I don't want to play the, that piano. I'd rather sing. Right. I, I never liked the idea of being bound behind a piano while I sing. I liked um, the idea of being free to, to sing. So that's one of the reasons why I didn't really take to the piano. But as I got older, you know, become an adult, I realized how valuable it could have been. So that is one of my regrets. And, and who knows, I may even pick it up you know, I've been thinking about it lately, actually, that our guitar, you know, picking it up. Well, you know, you're only as young as you want to be, you know, you, you're going right. to, you try to be as young as you can for as long as you can. And, you know, you, you can always learn new stuff. It don't matter how old you are. You can always learn That's something true. new. So, you That's know, true. I, I'm 45 and I started learning this podcast thing here. So I think I'm doing all right. Right. <laughs> right, right. I think it was, um, uh, I think it was Bono that that um, actually he, you know, was no, I'm sorry, not Bono, Sonny and Cher from remember back in the day, Sonny and yeah. Cher. I think it was Sonny, the one that wrote all those songs. He was maybe in his late 30s, early 40s when he started learning instruments. And it was like, it's amazing how he wrote all those songs prior to that with no musical, it was no musical ability at that time. So you just never know. Yeah. And also Garth Brooks did not, start performing or doing music until he was almost 40. Wow. Wow. When, uh, back in the nineties, when, when we were kids that he wasn't, he wasn't no spring chicken. He was, he was going to 40 (laughs) doing that song. So it, it doesn't matter what your age is when, when God calls you to do something, you know, he'll open those doors and let you in to doing it. Exactly. I believe that. So what college did you graduate from? I graduated from Southeastern Louisiana University. It's in Hammond, Louisiana. 
was it um did you graduate on a musical degree um no i did not i did take um you know different theory classes and musical classes while i was there um at some of my electives or whatever but i did not graduate in music now that right there is my biggest regret is not going in music but i'm but you know god still you know used me in many ways so i'm grateful yeah so so um during college, how how, uh, how was your life going through college? Um, through college was, it was, I would say, a great experience, but also challenging. Um, and I think that's where I really started to grow up and find myself because, because I was not in music, I would, I would get bored. So I would go to class you know, not do what I'm supposed to do, um, drop the class. Um, there was even a moment that I um, got suspended from school um, because my grades had dropped um, dramatically because I just wasn't happy, you know, because I should have majored in music and I didn't realize that till it was kind of like, if you're, you know, when you go to college, you know, you're not trying to change your major after, you know, you're a sophomore or junior, you know, and so, and when I woke up and realized, you know, man, I should have majored in music, you know, that was what my issue was. So it was it was a little rough sometimes, but I'm grateful for the experience because it definitely helped me be who I am today. And that's where you got into listening to secular music, right? Yeah. I w- yeah. I would say college um, kind of opened me up to different genres and just being at the house, <laughs> you know, being out of my mom's house, I can kind of open up and then just meeting different people. You, Cause in college you meet people from everywhere, you know, and you realize everybody's not the same. <laughs> yeah. You know, you mentioned Bono. So you're a U2 fan. Um, well, I, I was, yeah, I am a little bit. Yeah, I do. I did. I did like the Bono. I was really trying to say sunny, (laughs) (laughs) sunny, but yes, yeah, I do like Bono a little bit. Yeah. So you're thinking Sunny Bono? Yes, that's what I. Okay. (laughs) So uh, different different music. Did listening to the secular music did that influence any of your music now that you sing? Any of your original music? Um, I would say it definitely opened me up. Um, just hearing different styles because I love to hear different types of music. I, I don't like to, um, especially in church, I feel like, you know, meet the need of whatever the ministry needs. And so if that's a hymn, if that's a more contemporary song, more gospel-y, uh, African style, Jamaican, Latin, you know, I feel like, you know, use that to to, to minister to whomever it needs to. So um, definitely, I would say it has influenced me in some ways because I want to be able to minister to everybody. Yeah, and and uh, what's the best thing to do to help ministers to relate with them? So that that's right. that's awesome. You're a worldly man. You've been all o- looks like almost all over the world. I'm already <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm jealous of you. You've been you've been to Germany, Italy, Europe, Austria. You went to Austria. Where, where Arnold Schwarzenegger's from? It's a funny story. So <laughs> I actually went to the, I actually been to the town where he's from. Oh, did um, you? I yeah, I don't remember the name right off the top of my head right now, but yeah, we did actually visit the, the actual town where he, where he grew up and everything. So Austria is a beautiful place. I haven't been quite all over the world, but I've been to a few, 
quite a few countries. So I'm I'm grateful for that. So was this uh, touring uh, with your band? No, it wasn't with my band. I sing with a gospel group. Um, it's called the Golden Voices of Gospel. So we tour during the um, the holidays, generally for about a month to two months, depending on the tour schedule. Um, we travel travel to different countries: um, Italy, Germany, Switzerland, uh, Austria, S- Slovakia, S- so many different places. And and this is, does this still continue to this day? Yes. Um, right now, we have not. Um, we didn't do a tour last year, of course, because in twenty twenty because of COVID. But yes, it does continue. So, uh, what you um, when when you do that, um, does that interfere interfere with your your music? Your that you're making do, do you have like two separate projects going on you have to uh balance it out um it, it doesn't really affect it actually helps because the the good part about this tour is the director of it he allows us to um to present our music um sometimes like we're able to sell product um introduce our music um our personal music to um to fans and supporters. So it's, it's, it's actually a, a, a help and blessing because I get to um, allow other people to hear and see my music, you know, in places I probably wouldn't have been able to go. So, And, um, you know, that that's awesome. That's what we should all do. You know, we should all help each other strive to be the best right. we can because we're, we're all in this together. We're all children of God. So we have to be right. kind to each other. Um, so, uh, doing the, the touring, uh, all this together, you had 30 years of an experience of, of music, Yeah, 30 years. Yes. It is it, <laughs> it, funny when I think about it. Cause I'm like, man, I think about, I literally started being a choir director at the age of 13, like. When I, when I didn't think of it as, as a big deal at that time, but when I look back, I'm like, man, man, what was I doing? <laughs> a lot of trial and error, I know. So what what does uh, uh, worship, uh, being a worship minister, what, what does that mean to you? Does that, uh, what is the, your definition of your day-to-day? Okay, so for me, um, a worship leader it is to me fellowshipping and connecting with the people in a way that helps them connect to God. You're basically, um, I don't want to use the word cheerleader, but in some respect it is because you are encouraging people to have that connection with the father. And, and that's what your focus should be, you know, connecting them with God. Now it's not about, you know, how well you sing, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, during the week, you know, whatever, you know, you know, practice your craft, you know, study, learn as much as you can. But when that time comes for worship, I, I feel that a worship leader's job is connecting people to God. Amen. Amen. In the, in the musical sense, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're actually currently in between churches. You you like to go to different churches and and uh, perform. For yeah. Them? Currently, uh, yes. Currently, I am. You know, assisting. Um, there's a few churches that I'm pretty regular at that I'm assisting them um, as a fill-in worship leader. Um, and so that's what I'm doing right now. My my most recent church was um, Triumph Church. It's in Beaumont, Texas. 
Um, I was there for for quite a bit. That's off of um, but if you that's off of MLK, right? In Bowen, Bowman. I mean, no, uh, no, Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont, Beaumont. That's Beaumont, what I meant. Beaumont off of uh, yeah, uh, that main drag. Wasn't it the main drag uh, close to the pier? I'm not. No, Beaumont is right outside of Houston. It's about an hour. It's about an hour and a half away from Houston, Texas. I'm thinking Bay City. Sorry. I, I, there's so <laughs> many different different places around over there. We're actually oh, yeah. we're actually doing a road trip. We're going to be passing through there, going to uh, Fort Walton Beach. So we're going to gotcha. be gotcha. yeah, a big family trip. So, but oh, cool. you're 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 kind of a a a worship gypsy. Where you go everywhere, <laughs> the worship, the, the worshiping gypsy. Right, I guess you could say that. You know, I move right now. I'm moving around, and then you know, I like uh, because of the experience I've had. I have, um, I like going into churches, helping them. Like you know, because a lot of the churches they need help. You know, restructuring their worship teams. Um, they may just need advice, consulting. Um, encouragement you know so i'm all about that i'm all about going into a ministry and assisting a lot of the churches that i've actually um, been in they either were a startup church or um, a church that's established but they need somebody to help restructure them for that next move of god so that's what i've been mostly doing this past year with the pandemic it's been just you know it's been a lot of a lot of moving parts so yeah the big c you know it's, it's caused <laughs> a lot of a lot of ripples. Uh, I remember when it first came out and all the churches were closed. It, it was, we were right. doing, cause I, I actually work media at my church. So we're, mm-hmm. uh, when all that happened, we had to film, we had to film the whole music, like on a, on a Saturday and then right. send it out uh, on a Sunday. So it, it, it just didn't feel, you didn't feel, it didn't feel right. But then right. once once the doors opened again and the churches started flooding in with uh with with people, you know, you you just get that exciting feel to it. So, but uh, yeah, it's nothing like fellowship. Nothing like fellowship. And you know, I understand people have uh, uh, are are sick. They have issues where they can't uh, immune compromise where they can't come and right. they have to enjoy watching the show through uh you know facebook live or youtube live or or something like that pre-recorded you know but like you said there's nothing in the world can can top actual face-to-face fellowship because you're you're putting your energy with another person's energy with the holy spirit just filling that whole room and you know you you know, you grew up with with the fire. You grew up with the fire. It ain't right. nothing. There, there's nothing that describes the fire. You have to go there in right. person and feel it. So, right. so with um with the, the music, uh, your EP, no greater love. Uh, mm-hmm. What uh, when you started that up? Uh, what was your main focus? What uh, was it a a book in the Bible or? Um, it's just um. Well, I mean, like one of my songs, I mean, well, actually two or three of the songs actually just talks about God, uh, talks about Jesus and the cross. Um, like the like, No Greater Love actually depicts the story of Jesus, um, you know, being crucified. 
And another one of my song called, songs called GGHS stands for God Gave His Son, talking about how God gave his son for us. And my thing is this, it's so many woke people out in the world. Some of them honestly need to go back to sleep, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I, but I didn't so say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> you know, I feel like, okay, it's so many woke people out there. Everybody's arguing about this and this, about the Bible and, Everybody wants to be right. And I think we're forgetting the focus of who God is. I feel like, you know, Bible knowledge with no revelation and prayer life is dangerous. Uh And I feel like, you know, we need to go back to the basics because in one of my songs, I talk about it going back to the basics of the cross. Let's start there. Yeah. Let's just start there. Jesus died for us. He died for our sins. You know, let's start there and show love and, and then work our way back up because I think we're losing it with all the, the technology and information out there. Everybody is trying to create something and, and, and be right instead of just loving one another and, and just going back to the basis. Jesus died on the cross. And that's where that, that EP, EP comes from, just getting back to love and, and Jesus and, and, and loving him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where you got to go. You got day one. No, Jesus came. He died on the cross for our sins. He ripped that veil for us right. to go to heaven through him. And he's the one that gave us living waters, you know, so we would not be thirsty anymore. Um, And and we are living in a world full of um, electronics. You know, I use electronics for, for, for God, Mm -hmm. but it it is so easy to use electronics for the world. The world Mm -hmm. is tempting to the, to the today's society. It's so easy to, to get lost in what, uh, in in the, in the bad that that the world offers, and it's, right. it's it's so easy to forget uh, where you stand and how you were born and how you were made in His image. Exactly. You know, um, my pastor said, "Hey, would you watch that movie if Jesus was sitting in there eating your popcorn with you?" Mm. <laughs> no, that's good. And, you know, um, would you? Would you be gossiping over your brother or your sister if Jesus was was sitting right next to you? Right. You know, or or if y'all were hanging out driving together, would you would you have said those things to a person that cut you off? Right. You know, uh and, and I'm in a, I'm a work in progress. There's there's times where there's some words that would make Jesus blush that when somebody cut me off and, and I'm like, and then I stop. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm sorry, Jesus. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but we live in this world. We, we live in this world. We just have to go through until we go to the kingdom. Amen. It's, Amen. A te- it's a test and it's, it's, um, It's it's a it's our right. It's a you know he gave it. He blessed us with with this world. He made this world for us. He, the world mm-hmm. it, we we weren't made for the world. the The world was supposed to be made for us. So if we right. can overcome the world, uh, you know we can we can uh, be back together and go where where it needs to be, where our focus needs to be, and that's that's on mm-hmm. on the church. So. Uh, Amen. So you're the all of me. Can you tell me a little story about that all of me? 
Okay, so All of Me, um, it was a song. It was, a, I would say, a declaration. It was, um, it's a song of bringing me back to focus, you know, with God. Um, because, I, you know, sometimes we go to church, you know, like I said, I have my struggles like everyone else. We go to church on Sunday and then on Monday we're going through it or dealing with something or whatever. And we don't really give God our all, you know, we, you know, God wants our all no matter what. He's not asking for a perfect person. He's asking for a willing person. Mm -hmm. And so this song comes from a place in my life where I felt like I wasn't giving God everything. And so I want to say, Hey, all of me, I give to you. I want to give it to you each and every day, you know, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what I'm going through, I want you to be the head of my life. I want you to be, you know, the God, the God in light, you know, in my life. And so that's where this song comes from. All of me, I give, I give you everything. You already own me. It, you, you created me. So I want to give all that back to you, you know, because yeah. he gives us, he, you know, God created us, but he gives us free will to, to, you know, we can go each way, whatever way we want to go. But I chose to say, Hey, I'm giving all, all of me back to you. That That's awesome. Um, you know, you, um, Many people just go to church on a Sunday. You know, my, my pastor, he goes, well, what if you only eat Sunday? Right. You're going to be starved the rest of the week. Exactly. So, uh, so you go to church and get edify edified by the word on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. You're going to go, you're going to get starved by the end of Sunday. Mm -hmm. If that's the only time you're going to get, and, and you're only, uh, you you make more time for watching your shows. You always make your time watching your shows. You you make your time listening to your music. You make your time going to work, but you forget to make your time with Jesus, mm -hmm. except for one Amen. day on a Sunday, and right. you know every other Wednesday. You know right. he, he's not. You don't have a split custody with Jesus. Right. Jesus is with you all the time he's in your heart you know exactly it, it shouldn't be a sunday and every other wednesday it should be every day you should be thankful and and worshiping and praising them for, for the good times and the bad amen so and, and I, I i've been seeing that a lot lately i i, I see people luke i call them lukewarm christians mm -hmm. where they just come sunday or every other sunday right uh, and I'm like, you must be hungry. <laughs> by, by the, <laughs> by the time. Yeah. You must be hungry. You know? Yeah. I, I know I can't eat one day a week. I got to have three. So why, why not give, give the Lord three meals a day? Right. Well, the, the thing is a lot of people, you know, the enemy is so, so slick. He, you know, you know, he gives us all these different vices and different things that can take our attention. Like, like you said, technology, technology is so much like people spend hours on Facebook, TikTok, and different things. And I'm not knocking those things because those things can be, can be used as, you know, tools to minister, but it's, but it's also, you have to have that balance. And, you know, even myself, I have to watch myself. Like sometimes, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, I've been on this thing too long. Let me, let me pray or let me, let me, read my word or something because you know we gotta we gotta be intentional and that's what people are not doing they want to do it oh well i'll go to church sunday but they're not being intentional about uh they're not being intentional about their relationship they're not being intentional about even just 
with our church family, doing life together. That helps, you know, not just going to church on Sunday, but having those connections outside of outside of Sunday morning, you know, because that helps, you know, keep you focused on, on Christ, you know, having that sister, because I guarantee you, you know, <laughs> When, if I wanted to do something wrong, I'm not hanging with the church members. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna, you know, I'm not. So even like having a church member, you know, going out to eat, that helps keep me from doing something wrong because it's like, hey, I'm not gonna act up in front of a church member. <laughs> you yeah, know, you're so. on your best behavior, especially if uh, right. your best friend is a pastor. You're always on your best behavior. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that and and the fellowship it goes back to fellowship. You know, you you make a you go to church, you meet um, you meet a lot of church family. You get that fellowship. Mm-hmm. You go eat, break bread with them. You exactly. You, you know, you also have that moral support you need. You can't do this world alone. Even though Jesus, exactly. even though Jesus is with you, you still need he. Uh, the Lord had made us to to need to have the need to all of us to, to be mm-hmm. a unity to, um, to have that need for companionship. Mm-hmm. And we live in a world where you're dating on internet. Now you're, right. you're swiping left and right instead right. of actually going to a church and meeting a nice church lady or meeting a nice church right. man going out on a, on a date. No, um, we're we're living in a world of separate, being separate, and it's just right. getting worse because the media is not helping. Uh, all these all these tools that we can use for God, the devil mm-hmm. uh, the devil the enemy, is is using them more, and our flesh seems to be more enticed with what the enemy showing, and, and our soul is is getting like screaming out, Hey, can we, can we do, can we use this? We need this. We need this. You, you got to listen to your soul more than your, your flesh. Right. Well, I'll say this even, and I know some people may look at it weird, but when Jesus walked the earth, he even had disciples. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, he wasn't even alone, you know, when he walked this earth. So, I mean, and he's the son of God, <laughs> you know? So, Hey, Everybody needs a brother. Everybody needs a sister. You know, you, yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Have you been watching the chosen? The chosen? I have not seen it yet. I've heard about it, but I have not seen it yet. Yeah. At at our church, uh, we, we do, uh, we had a Wednesday night where we watched an an episode of the chosen. It's really, (laughs) it's, it's, it's more about his disciples. Okay about Jesus's disciples and about how the books were written. And it, okay. it's, it's really interesting. You should, you should uh, take a look at it and it's free. You know, you can watch it for free on the and they have their own app. You can watch it for free. Okay. I'll definitely check that out. Cause I love, I love when they bring the biblical stories to life because <laughs> they really need to do more series about the biblical stories because man, it's a little bit of everything. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they go, well, you know, Bible is too good, too goody, too... I, there's not... No, have you not read the Old Testament? Like, what Bible are you reading? Because <laughs> it's everything in there. Yeah, there, there's like, there's there's action, there's there's hor- horror, there's mystery, there's love, there's... 
There's everything in each book. Each book is different. Exactly. Most so, definitely. But you know, I don't. I don't. If if I'm gonna watch a biblical movie, I'd rather be from a biblical director and not one of the right. uh, one of these big time Hollywood people that they did with, right. with Moses when uh, mm-hmm. they made they made him into a an, an action a Rambo. <laughs> When, wow! Uh, yeah, uh, I forgot what what the name of that movie was. It came out with uh, Russell Crowe was Moses. Okay, I think I remember that. It's it's been a minute. It was some years back though. Yeah, and yeah, and I remember that. They did so much in theatrics, and and uh, they had a battle where the 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 river was parted. And right. I'm like, it wasn't it wasn't like the Charles Charlton Heston the the older version <laughs> where. Where he goes and parts the Red Sea, and then the sea just engulfs right. him. Yeah, I'm just uh, Hollywood. Just I guess they 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 try to keep a the attention span because our attention span is 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 pretty short. You know, you, you right. we got the squirrel syndrome. You know, squirrel mm-hmm. the dog uh-huh, the right. squirrel syndrome. So, but um, man. Your music, I listen to your music. is very soulful. I can see, Thank you. I can see where you, your background in it. Right. Uh, I can also hint a little bit of R and B. You know, a lot of R old school R and B. If you if you listen to them, it, it does have a gospel kind of feel to it. Because there was a lot of R and B artists that were in choirs, uh, right, in, at the church. I think Levert, Levert was uh, in the choir. He te- he was right. a he was a uh, worship minister for a choir, and then he got mm-hmm. into there. He got into the secular music, but I I see a lot of influence from that, um, and it's a very smooth, smooth and, and it, it's kind of a tranquil kind of music, and I I enjoyed it. I. I was I'm I was so excited about meeting you today and and you know it was a pleasure to meet you we're going we're going to end this uh show with uh with your song all of me so they get to hear this song they get to hear the song after we leave uh what I wanted to do is what I do with all my guests is uh I actually I asked them if they could pray us out Okay. Would you would you uh, would you be so kind to? Yes, I I would love to do that. Love to do that. Okay, um, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to um, to reach people all over the world. God, we just thank you for just for just keeping everyone safe during this pandemic, Lord. And we ask you to just bless them, God, touch them wherever they are as they hear this podcast podcast today, God. I hope that something we said blesses them, encourages them to move forward and to keep you first, God. I hope that something we said today will bless them in such a way that they continue on with life. And remember that there is a great life in you, Jesus Christ. And we love you, God. And we thank you, God. As they as they hear this song that you gave to me, God, let it bless their hearts. Let it minister to their hearts, God, that they receive you. And we just thank you, God, for all that you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. And we thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, do you have anything to plug? Any upcoming concerts or uh, your mer- merchandise? 
Um, right now, just just follow me at um, George Anthony Music. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can reach out to me there. Um, I, I usually post up. I don't have anything coming at the moment, but I am working on some new music. So um, just just come join me, and, and I'll, you'll definitely hear when it comes out. And and your music, you can hear it on YouTube, uh, any of the major streaming. Yes, you can hear it on all major platforms, iTunes, YouTube Music, um, Apple Music, um, anywhere that there's a major um, digital outlet, you can hear it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Y'all heard it from him. You know, if you want to listen more of Mr. George Anthony, um, go to Spotify or you can you can also go on the description of the show. I'll have a uh, I'll have a link to his uh, Facebook page. And I just want to say thank you to all the new, um, new listeners that happen to stumble upon this podcast by accident. It's not an accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Lord has something to teach you through my, through my podcast. Uh, and to all my loyal listeners, not loyal to me, but loyal to God. I uh, thank you so much. You are the glue that holds this crazy podcast together. Without you, I wouldn't have awesome guests as uh, George Anthony on. Uh, I want to thank Mr. George Anthony with uh, uh, coming on the show and um, spending a little bit of his busy time um, as we learn a little bit about his testimony, about how he grew up, and about his music, uh, you know, Mr. Worldly Man over here going everywhere. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I, I, I'm still jealous about it, man. I'm, 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 you know, we're not supposed to be jealous. We're supposed to be proud right. and happy for our brother and sister to <laughs> uh, to do all this stuff. But man, I want to go around the world. Maybe maybe when I retire, me and my wife will 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 go around the world. And... Man, do it, do <laughs> it. It's gonna bless your life, man. And if you come, um, if you come through Dallas, man, let me know. Maybe we can uh, we'll hook up and have have some lunch, and maybe you can uh, do a couple songs at our church. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'll definitely let you know. All right, brother. Well, it's, it was a pleasure to meet you, and God bless you. And I know he's got a lot of great things coming for you. Thank you so much. All right. Have a blessed day. Bye, guys. You too. Bye. my heart I'm giving you my worship so we will never part we're sitting in my body as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable 
Fearlessly I give my heart Fearlessly I give my soul It belongs to me 